and thank you for joining us tonight. Get the fun trio from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, um, Cecil's taking off tonight. Uh, he's got plans with Miss Mandy, and uh, Stephen had something prior going on. So it's just going to be the three of us tonight. And we are talking about a forest in Romania that's full of warped trees that twist and spiral into each other. It's really eerie and silent with an unsettling feeling that something's watching you. And then you are left wondering what kind of nightmares around the next bend. Given its unsettling atmosphere, it's no wonder that the Hoya Bashu Forest is said to be one of the most haunted forests in the world. It's a place that lends well to stories steeped in darkness. Some even refer to it as the Bermuda Triangle of Romania. Hey, Landa. Hey, Landa. I've got, so, okay, I want to uh -huh. say this. I was not prepared to be on tonight, <laughs> but I didn't want y'all to, you know, not have your little panel. So I have a ton of questions. Okay. Now, is this like the same castle that's like in the Dracula stuff? Uh, it it's is actually very close to Transylvania. Yeah, I thought it was in Transylvania. It's, it, it's it either is. next to or in Transylvania. Yep. Yes, it is. And, um, you know, it's it, there are so many stories that have come out about that. Everything from, you know, the, being in the area where the Dracula stories take place. It is very highly known for UFO sightings. Um, there have been situations where people have gone in and gone missing and never been seen again. Yep. Then there have also been situations where people have gone in and come out days later with no idea where they've been or what they've done. Wouldn't you love that? that I would, it's awesome. on my bucket list. What? <laughs> yes, it I is. I want to go. I want to go. I mean, not now. Obviously, we'll have to wait till the war. They, they have well, frogs. Yeah. They have frogs with teeth in this forest as well. <laughs> okay, Adley's out. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it's got some really interesting stuff. I mean, there were there are places that when the rest of the forest is green and, and thriving, it's just like dead. And, so there was, uh -huh. I was just um, going to say, there. it seems like this forest, you know, we've talked about a ton of places around the world, um, even, you know, in some of our hometowns, uh, there, there's a lot of similarities, but. Hey, never, Alan. Never been like one place. This literally is like, it sounds like the place that the Blair Witch was based off of. Right. With aliens. Yeah. <laughs> there is a place up, uh, up, there's a triangle in the Northeast somewhere that's supposed to be, has the same, I mean, not as bad, but mm -hmm. spooky. But. You know how you always hear about like, Whenever you hear about woodsy aliens, there's usually dead spots, mm -hmm. like the the circles that people walk into where they can't hear anything, or you know what I'm talking about. Does that yeah. sound familiar? Yeah. Um, hey Mona. Hey Alan. Hey everybody. Hey. What? It's uh, just well, uh, and and it is. You know, I mean, it's 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 one of those places, like say, you know that it, and alien experiences or UFOs is very high in that area. Um. You know, I mean, people's, you know, there are supposed, there are people, excuse me, there have been people that have said they found interdimensional portals in this yes. forest. 
you know, uh, I mean, ghosts. I mean, there are so many, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Mona says she did, she gave us the finger earlier and I didn't know what that was about. <laughs> and she's saying it was supposed to be a peace sign, not a finger of blame. Yeah, so. Hey, Bethany. Hey, Bethany. Thanks for stopping in. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, go ahead, Tully. No, I was just going to say, so it, it first gained attention in the 1960s after a biologist took several photographs of a flying disc-shaped entity in the sky above the forest. Mm -hmm. um, similarly, eight years later, a military technician also took pictures of a UFO in the forest. Yes. And everything exploded after that. This mm -hmm. sounds eerily similar and I, I know we're going to talk about this at some point it m sounds eerily similar to the like when you read about people's experiences at skinwalker ranch mm -hmm. like how it just has everything you know what i mean yeah yeah well and, and it makes sense that there would be more than just one place you know when, especially when we go back to like ley lines and things like That's that i was going to say so i wonder much. what a ley line map of it looks like did anybody yeah. find one i, I did, did not. not even think to look for it but yeah that would be definitely something you know worth you said romania or Tr transylvania because i know i was confused well, transylvania is in romania okay so yes <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know that <laughs> yeah it is the Texarkana of. It well, is the. <laughs> there you go. Stop they, making fun hey, of hey, me. Tully, there's this place over near Texas. It's kind of like in Arkansas and Texas. They call it Texarkana. <laughs> I just, I've never heard of that. That I just think about Kentucky. Like if you had a Tennessee or something like that, the work it splits between two states. It's weird. Like Tennessee or. <laughs> yes. But, or Kentucky. Um, <laughs> yep. But um, but yeah, like I said, you know, they um, they ha they have stories of people that have gone in there, and uh, just you know, talked about the things that happened to them. You know, I mean, just feeling like they were being stalked or watched. Um, you know, uh, one guy was talking about, you know, he uh was in the forest and he thought that he had gotten a sign from heaven, you know, that he uh, had an angel. And then he looked up and there were two women, blonde headed women walking towards him. And, you know, he said, you know, he sat and smiled and everything. What? And then, yeah. And then he finally realized after a minute that they, they weren't actually there. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I don't so. care if I'm in the forest alone, uh-huh nobody's approaching me like at, <laughs> at all like yeah. I, i'll see you in the real world like I, right yeah. okay i found something okay <laughs> i want to sh share the screen so i'm probably going to get blipped for it yep that's okay well i can i'll tell you what i'll put the link in the chat how about that okay and I'll share it in our chat chat too, the chat chat room and that's right, private chat room and. But it, it um, I don't know what the language is saying. You'll understand when you click on the link. <laughs> One of those pages, huh? Oh, yeah. whoa, ho, ho. 
Interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I wonder if there's anything like that. Give like me the, enough time and I'll find it. I don't know where I'm at on the, I don't know what country I'm in. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it looks like it all comes back into there. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, what, what I was going to say is uh, I'd be interested to know whether like the Okigahara forest is the same way or like, you know, some of our national parks that where people go missing, like missing 411 or Skinwalker Ranch for that matter. Well, if you start looking around for stuff on like for with ley lines, you'd be surprised. But I'm having a moment, so I've got a question. Uh-huh. That's totally not all the way off topic, but kind of sort of like with the ley lines and the poles shifting. Is that messing with the ley lines? I would think it would have to. Man, that's going to mess up our ley line maps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. But how, so what are they using to map those? Just magnetic I don't energy? know. Ley lines is like one of those topics I can't find enough on. But you used to could find a lot more on it. Oh yes. yeah, before they started regulating the internet. Excuse mm-hmm. me as I get my conspiracy voice on. We <laughs> grab a tinsel hat. <laughs> we, we're going to see white static here in a second on Hadley's. Well, you know, I was I was looking up something yesterday. And you know how on Google, you used to just be able to scroll forever on the images if you search something? Mm-hmm. Like the algorithm would just keep throwing stuff and throwing stuff and throwing stuff. Well, yeah. I, I was scrolling for a little bit on my phone. And eventually, it's like you're at the end of the internet, basically. Like, <laughs> we have no more pictures to show you. Well, it's I, and I guess it's probably people doing search engine optimization, but... I remember when you used to, I mean, when I was writing spells, doing spell work and stuff like that, I, you know, would use a lot of research online and you'd be amazing what you'd find. And now you can't find nothing. They've (laughs) optimized the scent to the dirt is what they've done. (laughs) Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Well, because whoever pays the most is who's going to get pulled up. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so the valuable information was, you know, just people putting stuff on the internet because it was the cool thing to do that was basically any magic related website that you found probably what before 2010 yeah it was just people posting personal knowledge of things and it was really cool well you know i know one uh site that i used to go on a lot and that's where i first started hearing about places like this forest was uh crystal leaks they had a they had so much stuff I actually went on there recently and they still have stuff, but not nearly the detail and not nearly the just sheer volume. I mean, you could spend days there mm-hmm. and not finish. I mean, it was just that much stuff. So it was really cool. I miss those days. Um, so, so it's not that people go to this forest to commit suicide. They No, that's they go- the one in Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it it battles with this forest as being the most haunted. Uh-huh. Um, but I think the majority of people who come to this forest is either to see those trees mm-hmm. that are bent like this. Well, and, well, and, okay, tell me that. Because living on a coastal area, 
there are certain places you can see all the trees are pointed in a certain direction because of a storm that's come through or you know people get out there and shape them you don't see people shaping trees in a forest right you know, I, I think that part of that is what hadley showed us mm-hmm. i think it's related to magnetic like strong magnetic energy yeah and that makes sense because you know when it starts pulling on them especially when they're young then it can you know put them in any sort of shape i saw a video um where they took a circle magnet like a magnet like this just like a puck magnet with a hole in it uh-huh. planted a seed they had three three of them they had one where the seed was in the magnetic circle, one where a seed was in a pot with just a magnet sitting next to it, and then a control seed. Mm-hmm. The one that was inside that magnetic circle sprouted and grew three inches before the one had even sprouted. Oh, wow. And then the the one with the magnet sitting next to it, mm-hmm. was it was faster, but it wasn't as fast as the one as uh, that was inside the magnet is what right. I get down. Right. And, and, and the thing about it is it's, it's kind of weird. If you go and look up pictures of it and stuff, it's, it's amazing how certain trees in certain areas are shaped one way. And then, you know, you get two miles away, then it's a whole different shape of trees, Yeah, you know, and everything. I mean, uh, I did not notice anything that was a total corkscrew, but boy, there were some that looked like they were trying hard yeah. to get there, you know, but um, it's it, it's and the thing is though it's absolutely breathtaking some of it. Oh know, yeah, and everything. And yes, Tully, we do want to go one day. You included. <laughs> I want. I think we should like save our money. Well, I'm not even going to the the business here with the edibles, but I think that we do this kind of weird realities travel. Travels yeah. the world. Mm-hmm. Lord. But only to cool places. And it would it could only be people that we approved. That, <laughs> right. That wouldn't be I wouldn't call that cool. I mean it is cool, but you run the risk of like there's people who literally go in there and come out way later with no recollection <laughs> of what happened. Can you imagine if it was all of us though? It's like a roofy forest. <laughs> like you, like you go in and you come out <laughs> two months later. <laughs> you're, you're like, why am I sore there? <laughs> well, and you know, they, because they have people that say, you know, that some people when they're entering the forest, they, they're just overcome with anxiety and said some get nauseous, the vomiting, headaches, rashes. I agree too that, that the magnetism probably has a lot to do with some of that, especially like the nausea and everything, because things like that just, you know, messes with some people. Well, there's also certain flora, right? That yeah. could do that. Yes. Like people hallucinating and stuff. Yes. Well, you often hear about people that um, when they're hit with infrasound, that that's how they feel. Mm-hmm. Some people get migraines, some people get sick. So, so here's a good example of why not to go into the forest. <laughs> The, the one such story um, that's so popular, which there's lots of short-term cases. Mm-hmm. There is a long-term case where a five-year-old girl got lost in the woods. Massive search. Massive search. 
And then five years later, she comes out of the woods in the same clothes. Well, that sounds like one of those missing 411 cases. Well, but usually they don't come back. They just find like the shoes in their teeth. Some people do say, though, that there are interdimensional portals in there. It so, would have to be. Yeah. Have y'all it, researched any of the missing 411 stuff? No. I've watched the first documentary. I haven't watched the second documentary. Watch There's the only one two on the hunters. Because you're a hunter, aren't you? Or you I, fit, I fish. You fish. But you've been around hunting. So yes. you have an understanding of when someone who's a, you know, big time hunter and this is where they live and they go to this hunt in this area all the time. Oh yeah. One of my good friends is uh, ate up with hunting. Well, you need to watch the hunting ones. We'll talk, but maybe we need to do a show on that. Cause, cause that's, there's a lot of really weird, like dude disappeared in New Hampshire. He was skiing and then turned up in different clothes in, you know, San Diego. I think we have in- one. Uh, after the first of the year, I'm not sure exactly when okay. it's on people that go people that have gone missing under strange circumstances. Let me see. I can. You said after the first of the year. I think so. Yeah, unexplained disappearances. Okay. Yeah. So we'll plan on missing four one one. Yeah. That'll work. Um, which is that's some of that stuff's crazy to me because it it also a lot of it lines up with the national park system mm-hmm. and the, and the underground cave system that runs through America. Yeah. Well, the question is, which was there first, you know, the unexplained phenomenon. So that's why they decided to put the park there and not let people build. Maybe. I think, I think the native Americans knew what was up. Cause you, you hear crazy native American stories about different cryptids and stuff all over the United States. So I think the natives knew to stay away from certain places. Mm-hmm. And once we caught on, we're like, Oh, you know, maybe don't go there. Well, you know, that's the same thing too. In this forest, you don't have a lot of people living around the uh, outskirts. Baby. That's the big thing. Like, yeah, you can drive there and go on a, picnic to the cave or whatever but i think if you started tearing down the forest close to those places that whatever is there is going to retaliate well for years one of my friends has been telling me that there's something in the mississippi river and i was like well we're about to find find out yeah it's drying up (laughs) yeah so that's what would happen we're about to find out well and here's something else that's really I'm not going to say cool, but it's very unusual. It's odd is that um, on the outskirts of the forest, there's an area known as the dead zone. It's this large clearing that is an almost perfect circle. Nothing grows there. No trees, no other vegetation. People have taken things in there and planted trying to get them to grow. There was a lady that um, spent the night there when I was reading like different accounts and stuff a couple weeks ago she spent the night there and literally Blair Witch happened like she got up the next morning and there was a pentagram made out of sticks um and on top of that her, her husband's like phone and camera wouldn't work so they just straight up got out of there 
Right. Well, you know, they've actually had scientists go in and taken soil samples from that dead zone and everything, and they cannot come up with a logical reason why things won't grow there. You know, they say there's nothing in the makeup of the soil itself that should prevent vegetation from growing. So maybe so, maybe that's the, the dot in the center of that mandala. Yeah. And, you know, that's where they say that they consider it the center of... Um, the, the, the paranormal activity in the forest. They think a large majority of it starts there. Like maybe if you have all that different energy and different polarization mm -hmm. converging into one, you know, pinpoint location, maybe it's just overload for something to be able to grow there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because like I said, you know, I mean, things, so, you know, things grow in the forest, but then you've just got these dead zones where there's almost absolutely nothing, you know? And another thing that uh, I noticed too, uh, I found an aerial shot of that dead zone and you see what looks like white crop circle formations. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Let me see if I can put my hands on it. Let's see, Let's see if I can do this. So while you're, while you're doing that, mm -hmm. um, some people think the reason there's so much paranormal activity is because of uh, allegedly there were a ton of Romanian peasants that were killed in those forests, and they think that they're trapped there. Uh, it says trapped in the wooden boundaries of the forest. Um, and some witnesses have... Witness these abused spirits. It says travelers have seen green eyes along the way, along with heavy black fog, supernatural style. And a lot of people allege to have been watched while they're in the forest. Yeah. And of course, ghost adventures went there. <laughs> I was going to say, did I ask you about that the other day? Or was it um, Destination Truth, Josh Gates? <laughs> You know, I met Josh Gates. Well, really? yeah, there was a, a, a very young me met a very <laughs> young Josh Gates. He makes me think of the rabbi that I used to work with. But Wait, anyway, I'm sorry for interrupting. Well, no, there was an episode of his show, like that first show that he did. Because um, then there was a like a years later, he did a second one. But I don't he's know. still he's still doing a show. It's got uh, Expedition X, I think. Well, this was Expedition Truth, and they went somewhere, and y'all, I'm not kidding, like, they had it on film, and you never really heard anything about it, there was really no follow-up, but they had somebody, and, like, something <laughs> jumped them, and it was all, like, you... It was them. really weird, it was a really weird thing, and then I never saw anything else about it. Wow. And yes. I wonder, it was somewhere over there, and I bet it is the same place, because it looks like that clearing looks like where they were. Wait, Can y'all see somewhere. that? I guess I need to Google this myself. So Yeah. Can y'all see that at all? Yeah. I could. Okay. So, see, like I said, you know, it looks like all of these, like, crop circle-type formations in the middle of it. Yeah. And it almost looks like, you know, some of those tracks almost look like they've been burned. It's just, it's wild. That's a perfect size for a UFO. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. 
So is that what you think crop circles are? Is that what I think crop circles yeah, are? Yeah, I'm asking. I don't the, know. The exhaust of a UFO burning after burn? I don't know. I think a lot. I'm not saying they're all fake, but a lot of crop circles are fake, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I, I remember, uh, I forget what I was watching, you know, back when I was young. And they were actually showing all the different crop circles around the world. But then 10 years later, you know, this group of people had, you know, taken credit for it. And they're like, here, let me show you how we did it. And some of the ones they did, yeah, I, I can agree with you. But some of yes. them are so yeah. I've seen the exact same thing that you're talking about where they recreate it. Right. Right. But it was just, some of them were just, they're so intricate and so detailed. You wonder how did they get all of that detail in there without leaving marks or anything, you know? I, I liken that kind of thing to, you know, how we, we talk about some of these structures that they set up in, in South America and the Native Americans set up to where, you could be in an airplane and see a picture of a spider or a right. dog or something. Yep. yep. Like, how did they figure that out? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. And that stuff's been there for, you know, a thousand years. So. In my opinion, mm -hmm. it's because we we had aerial abilities that have been hidden in history. Right. Yep. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. A lot of people think that. The flying saucer technologies left over from the Tartarian Empire. Because when you start getting into tar Tartary, some people call it Tartary, some people call it Tartaria. Mm -hmm. But when you get into it, there there are old pictures you can find of like various vehicles um, that they had mm -hmm. in that civilization and the propulsion systems that they had. They they weren't gas powered. I think one of them was maybe it like a street circle bike thing that they had, mm -hmm. but apparently it got like 200 miles to the gallon. I'd like one of those now. Yeah. <laughs> it looked yeah. wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mona, that's, that's kind of where I'm at too. Like, I think, you know, there's probably legitimate, instances of ufos landing and it probably isn't pretty mandalas or <laughs> you know like art mm -hmm. like it i mean it would be cool if you just created the vehicle that every time you yeeted out of somewhere it just left a bunch of art like <laughs> <laughs> well, art advanced <laughs> well, I, the, the problem i have with that is i hate to think that they're two farmers not that they couldn't be bankers but two people out there who want to do something like that i mean why would you want to do something like that well think of this if you've got a place where people come like even if it's just like a pumpkin patch and all of a sudden aliens tear up your corn maze what's that going to do for business not help it because it's torn up your corn maze for sure help it but people more everybody i would well, go see that it's somebody know. somebody but we would go to a haunted forest i would wait outside the haunted forest 
<laughs> Tully late in the car. But the now, I'm tell you, there were um someone sent me a picture recently and, and it, it was a local thing, you know, it's coming up on, on Halloween and everything, and it was a forest, it was corn maze, and I'm like, I can't go. And she's like, I mean, are you busy? I'm like, no, but I just, I cannot go. And she's like, what are you talking about? You know, you've done crazier things. I said, okay, before I read Jonathan Mayberry's Pine Deep series, (laughs) I would have gone with you. But since I read that story, I'm not going in a corn maze. (sighs) In the story. (laughs) Shout out to Jonathan Mayberry and his awesome Pine Deep series. Yes, yes, yes. If you want to be scared for Halloween, read that or listen to it on Audible. Yes, it was and, and I don't get scared reading books. I just generally don't. No, when I tell people, I'm like, you don't understand. It really scared me. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, really, no, it really no, scared me. That's it. The, the last one I remember being that scared about was when I was 15 years old, I was reading um, uh, the, 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 the Salem's Lot, Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. That's and a- girl, I was the part in the movie slash book where the little boy's outside the window scratching on it. Yep. I am by myself, 1,500 miles from home, and Hurricane Gloria is sitting off the East Coast. And at the time I'm reading that, the branch outside my window scraped down it. The book went in one direction, and I went in the other direction. <laughs> and to this day, I have never read the last chapter of that book because I believed in those vampires then i was done with that book that's a scary book but there, it's Stephen king he's just a genius there's <laughs> a new series or, or it's either a series or a movie of that coming out next year i heard that yes we're we're all eager to see what they can do with it mm-hmm. have you ever one. have you ever read um house of leaves <laughs> i don't think so i think i have the Probably the most disturbed I've ever been is how that book describes darkness. That's a very weird book. Like in like whenever the book gets really like Mark or something, isn't it? The guy that wrote it. Maybe. House of Leaves. Yeah. Yeah, I think his sister is um a musician. The dude that wrote it, it was on a ton of drugs when he wrote it. And whenever the book gets exciting, Mm -hmm. like excited, I guess. There's one word per page. So oh, you're wow. like, you're like <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on. And then sometimes words will be like diagonal on the pages. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to have to check that out. So it's, a we- saying, it's a weird book. Don't do audible is what you're saying. Actually get the book. Oh yeah. No way I would do audible on that book. Okay. It's the book that's the book you want to own. Okay. All right. Cool. I will look into that. And you know, I bet he would go to that forest with us. <laughs> That that song that I had on the opening last week, I think that's his sister that did that song. Oh, the song's named Haunted, but I have like there's a longer version of it, and she talks about the House of Leaves. Mm -hmm. And I think I think I read like in an article about her one time that it was to had to do with her her brother. Cool. That's so strange that. I, I mean, I didn't know anything really about the author at all, but that's just weird that I brought that up a week after that. Yep. That always happens with, I'm going to tell you, 
I have had, you know, because like when you're on in social media, you'll get like pop-up ads or pop-up stories that this may be of interest to you. Mm-hmm. And I have gotten three things about this forest in the last week. Weird. Totally unrelated. I mean, you know, different pages. One I got out of uh, Instagram, one popped up in Facebook. I mean, so yeah, it's, it's crazy how things kind of fall in like that. Okay. Here's one that won't fall into 411. Okay. I, I, I knew I was forgetting one of them. One of the first things that happened in this forest too that, that caused people to think that it was haunted is that there were a shepherd there there were there were a shepherd. <laughs> there was a shepherd that had two hundred head of sheep. Oh, hang on. I was oh. right. Sorry. Um it is Mark Daniel Whiskey. Yeah, that sounds right. And his sister is Poe. What are the odds? That's weird. There are no coincidences. No. That's very weird. It is very weird. There's a reason. Anyway. Um. Yeah, that's crazy. That, that's going to bother me for the next t- two days. I'll send, <laughs> I'll send you the song if I can um do that. But, um, yeah, so, so Shepard loses 200 head of sheep and uh, a, a numerous amount of uh, cattle, and they all go missing. Shepard goes missing, and all of his animals go missing. Search party goes in. There's absolutely nothing. No remnants of the animals. They've never resurfaced either. I mean, one person or a group of people is one thing, but when you start talking about legions of animals, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that's that's insane, right? Because and that, that's always the case, Alan. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason we are not allowed to talk about certain subjects, per Mister Tully. <laughs> that's correct. We're already on the list. I, I say nice things to my agent every week. <laughs> Well, I'm hoping we have a, a buddy that, that'll have us a little, you know, shoe in if we absolutely need it to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, like I said, it's, it's uh, some crazy things in there, you know, and I had read the thing about that too, about the sh- uh, sheep going missing and everything. And like I said, you know, you would think that there would have been some sign, you know, if something took out 200 sheep. There would be bones or everywhere. Yeah, wool, you know. <laughs> so a drag mark. Mm-hmm. Have a good one, Laura. See you, Laura. <laughs> Bye, Laura. Um. And yeah, so like I said, I, I I don't I don't yeah get that either. They're probably you know living a nice life on the in, in another world where they crossed over. <laughs> You know, somebody looked into a bunch of sheep and cattle. <clears throat> but um so in the nineteen sixty-eight story that I was talking about earlier, he believed that there was a time travel portal somewhere in the forest. I don't know why he believed that. It doesn't give any context. Context rather. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> another mention of portals and the girl coming back. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, well, 
they have, you can like do tours. They do guided tours, but you don't have to actually do them. And this one guy was reading about, was talking about, you know, he just took a bus and they dropped him off kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And he just kind of took off on his own and, you know, said that he did regret that a little bit because it was a very eerie place, you know, and said that where he had uh, been dropped off at, you know, he walked up this like dirt road and then it just stopped when it got to the edge of the woods. There were no hiking trails, nothing, just the forest right there in front of him. If you think about it, it makes sense, mm-hmm. which and this goes back to, and I know y'all probably heard me say it before, so forgive me for repeating myself, but one of my friends had pointed out that tr- trees are all, the, all the roots are in the ground, they're all interconnected. Mm-hmm. So it's like a travel system mm-hmm. with the roots. You yep. know? Think so about it like wires in the internet. I mean, that's what it is. It's a web. So maybe like that plus the ley line? Equals well, portal. I was, now, what I'm thinking is you have you have a place that hasn't been disturbed, right? That it's you know pretty much organic since the the beginning of time. Uh, and they say the forest itself is like fifty five thousand years old. You know that that and it hasn't been uh, subject to deforestation like so many forests around the world have. Right, and I mean well, this goes ties in with the national parks and stuff mm-hmm. you start looking at those trees and the connections there and like i said this this person that i'm, I'm talking with was a was a phd in psychology and they also study a lot of the same stuff i do and we were talking about it and her big thing is the connections with the trees and i had never thought about it like that before but since then it's like we talked about how when you go on a a journey in shamanism to the lower world that you go in through a tree so um i also researched some stuff on the aboriginal clever men which is like their medicine men and they do tree tree travel and i mean there's the whole I don't know. Like I said, it's it makes sense to me. It's it's clicked. So I think. Well, to answer Alan's questions, okay, I, Alan. I, I I don't think black holes are necessarily the same thing as what's going on here on Earth. But if you could get to a black hole, if you believe in space, um. I, I would, my vote would be like interstellar, like how that happened in interstellar, mm-hmm. like a, basically a bend of space time, right. time is a flat circle or whatever yeah. he said. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, tears, you know, tears yeah. in space. And you know, that was another thing too, that uh, is uh, pretty much consistent with people telling about things they've seen and everything is the silence in that forest. You don't hear birds. You don't hear wildlife or animals and stuff. It is like a deafening silence. I've heard so many people talk about that silence in the woods when they're having like a paranormal or like a cryptid encounter. But um, somebody had made a point one time, and I thought this was so fascinating. But it was, what if that is your brain's way of shutting things out because that's like your predator-prey response is to have everything else blend out and focus on the one thing that's threatening you 
okay. I, I could get behind that. Maybe. Well, I just thought it was, I'd never thought about it before, so it, it has stuck with me. I mean, if I'm if I'm in a situation where I think my life's in danger, I'm going to fight anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> regardless of what it is. Uh, you got to take a shot at the title at some point. You're going to you punch know? that kangaroo is what you're saying. Punching the kangaroo, uh, punching the aliens. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my love language. Well, like I said, I think it's when you start talking about like the veil and stuff being thin, there are certain places that we've talked about like going into the forest and there's a, you know, a certain area that it just has a shift in energy and you can just feel it immediate. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I mean, there's also, I mean, places that it's like, oh my God, there's, there's something all bad of those, wrong here. All of those dead areas. Every single story, like Cecil actually has a personal story of one of those, by the way. It, I, I don't know if you guys have heard him talk about it or not, but people always have like an overwhelming sense of dread in those mm -hmm. like dead areas like that, the circles. Right. Yep. And um, I actually knew an old timer that he was retired from the railroad, like didn't believe in any of this stuff. And he talked about going hunting one time and found a place like that. And he said it felt like his head was buzzing. And he had to get out of the circle before he got sick. And when he got out of the circle, he'd lost about five hours. Oh, wow. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm looking at what Mike said. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Uh, Mike, uh, there are reports of people saying that they've been touched by something in their sleep in Sequoia. Uh, there have been uh, reports of ghosts and that the chambers and the passageways of the Crystal Cave that's in Sequoia was once used as a camp for Native Americans. And uh, some say that their spirits still linger beneath the surface of the park. So, yeah, there, you, you know, those 1800s pictures of the people with the saws, like the big, long saws. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I've always heard that when they were first uh, harvesting all those trees, like the big, massive ones, mm -hmm. that there was a lot of like activity, whether it be cryptid or paranormal. Right. Right. Hi, Krista. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. I hey. oh, just want to give a shout out to Krista. Krista is with Metaphysical Mississippi, and they've got a new podcast, YouTube program. And Ooh, awesome. I interviewed with them last night, and Morgana, they want to talk with you. Okay, awesome. Yeah, sounds great. Sounds wonderful. Glad to have you here. Yeah. But, you know, and, and, and that's the thing. Like I said, you know, it's it's not just the uh, Hoya Bashu. I mean, it's like, you know, there are stories that come out of the Great Smoky Mountains that, you know, come out of Yosemite. I mean, uh, Yellowstone. Notice um, I haven't said the forest name once because I'm definitely a hillbilly. <laughs> hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fess up. Well, you can Google how to pronounce stuff, Tully. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, listen, it, every time I see the name, it just, it registers as Hoyabaku. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what I was going to go with. So. <laughs> well, it's in American, it's Bashu, but in Roman, uh, Romania, it's Bachu. 
So I went and looked it up before we got started. So I make sure I pronounced it properly. The Pikachu <laughs> Forest. The Pikachu there you go. Forest. The Pikachu, Pikachu Forest. forest. Well, hey, I've got a bunch of kids running around out here that can tell you all about the Pikachu stuff. It's like that. Uh, that lady in Mississippi that tries the food places that I said to you guys. Yeah. Like out, out well, I'm going to say this, Tully. In all my years, I've never seen a fried squirrel place. It was rabbit. rabbit. It was rabbit. And, uh, excuse me. For, that doesn't make it any better, and I still hadn't seen one. Okay. Have you never had is, rabbit? Rabbit no, is no. phenomenal. We, we had but I did rabbit. not know you could buy that at a store in Columbus, well, Mississippi. There has to be some kind of mississippi thing going on because you're technically not allowed to sell wild game but Correct. if you if you remember it, it said it wasn't wild rabbits it, it was like meat rabbits or like yes. these are your pets hey we have a They're grocery going to the animal and getting them. we rabbits have a grocery good. store down here that you can buy things like rabbit frozen and, and things you like know that. what Hadley squirrels good too, by the way. My daddy grew up. Yes, in it the is. <laughs> oh, well, you've never heard me tell the story about when he took me hunting when I was little, and I, we were squirrel hunting, and I'm thinking we're knocking them out of the tree with a rock and we're taking them home for pets. That's how little I was. And so my mama says I came in crying. She's like, "What's wrong?" And I said, "Daddy's taking off their fur coats." <laughs> I thought they were asleep. It was terrible. So yeah, that is that's traumatizing. Yeah, that's squirrel for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I, I don't want squirrel brains, Mike. I, I, no. <laughs> I know people that like them, but I'll take your word. But my dad used to make squirrel dumplings, and they were awesome. All the old country people, um, in my life, um. They cooked rabbit, squirrel, and turtle the same. It, mm -hmm. it was kind of like very similar to, to fish batter. Mm -hmm. So you, you'd have like your Crisco in the pan. Yeah. And, you know, you get the batter going and you just batter it, fry it up. And they each taste a little bit different, but it was all bomb. Like, you know, because of the Crisco. Like, it's just old country cooking. Yeah. So... <laughs> I understand, Mike. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I grew up with it too. And my sister-in-law had a restaurant and we had a local hunting club. Every year they would have a big cooking, you know, at the end of their, you know, all the seasons, they would bring in all the stuff they had killed throughout the year. And she had this old lady that had been cooking for her forever. And she would get in there and she'd start cooking in the you know, early that morning, all this stuff they had brought in. And when they came in that night, they would have just tables full of, you know, baked, braised. I mean, any way you could think to cook stuff. Well, that sounds awesome. It was because when they left, they left everything that they didn't eat. So, you know, then we had our party. So, you know, and that's, uh, I think, a large part of it is uh, a lot of people don't like wild game because of the gamey taste but if you cook it a certain way you lose all that game this is not what people are listening to this show I for i know okay let's <laughs> go back to the forest speaking <laughs> of losing 20 or 200 sheep in the forest yeah <laughs> there you go here's 10 best sheep recipes <laughs> right. 
Okay. Well, no, I think that it's that old energy that hasn't been messed with that there's, you know, that it's, e it's easier for that to just happen. I don't, I don't know why I have, don't have the smarts for that, but, but I think that's why it's because it hasn't been touched. That is Well, and I think of... too, when you get to a place like that, that you've got everything else away there the technology's gone the the city noises and lights are gone it's like say this ancient place and that's what you're focused on you're well, actually focused on what's there well Let's, have y'all heard about this vortex is like in arizona yes there's one close to sedona have you ever known anybody that's been there i would no. love to go as i get on the bucket list of weird places to visit mm -hmm. um what was it there's a place in Oklahoma. It's a circle where if you go inside the circle, you can't hear anything. Have you ever heard of that? No. Um, talk for a minute. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it real quick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I've I've uh, I, I've heard of that place, but I don't know anybody that's been there. I currently have a friend that is actually driving around the country to all these different, you know, national places. He will be down here in about a month and I want to sit and have a conversation with him okay. about, tell me if you've seen or heard anything, you know, unusual. What the Here's heck? A first time listener. Hello, what Mr. Fletcher. <laughs> you can comment. <laughs> I was going to say, he was supposed to be at a Halloween party. He's probably in the closet. <laughs> Hello. I just, uh, I pasted that in the chat. Check that out. So it's like a, I think they built on top of the circle in that instance. Okay. The center of the universe is a circle on the ground in Tulsa. Well, I'm going to ask my uncle about that. Is it Tulsa or Tucson? It says it Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. But yeah, I'll ask my uncle about it. You know, he's from Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, my mom's got a lot of family from there, but you know, I don't think most of them are still with us. <laughs> <laughs> Which they may still be there, but you know, they're you know not still with us physically. But you know, it's, uh, I know uh, my mom, like I said, she had family in Oklahoma. She had family uh, in the Ozarks. And I remember going there when I was a kid, you know, and it was just fascinating. You know, of course, as a child, I didn't like it nearly as much as I would now because my grandparents always managed to live in the middle of nowhere and their nearest neighbor was as old as they were. So it wasn't as much fun. Now so, I look forward to those kind of places. Well, see, um, um, Cecil's talking about the Devil's Circle, and that makes me think of the Devil's Punch Bowl. Mm -hmm. And you mm -hmm. know, there was supposed to have been a, like a thousand slaves' bodies that were found there. Which I've also heard that that's a hoax, so not to believe it. I don't know, but they say that you always need to pay attention to places with like devil or anything like that in the name because mm -hmm. there's a reason. The Devil's Kettle. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. They've, they've dumped so much stuff into the Devil's Kettle trying to figure out where it goes and mm -hmm. have never figured it out. Yep. Yep. It's amazing well, how many places there are like that, you know, throughout the country. The trace is called the Devil's Backbone. Yep. 
and that place is amazing. There's a yep. there's a haunted place close to where we uh, grew up called Devil's Creek that had a lot of unusual activity. There's supposed to be something very similar to the Jersey Devil there. Yep. But oh yeah, that would work, Cecil. Mm -hmm. Live from the Devil's Creek. Yes. But I think my final thought is that maybe the ley lines. Have, have we ever talked about like maybe the ley lines not being natural? We have not. We've talked about ley lines before, but it was the natural formation and everything yeah. like that. So, so ley lines are supposed to be like the 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 arteries or the veins of the earth. What if it was? Like, okay, like, let's say you have this pool of energy under the earth somewhere. And if those are the, the veins of that energy, maybe a civilization made the ley lines, like, to, for, for a purpose. It's true. The reason I, the only reason I say that is usually when there's so much negative activity in a place, something very bad has happened there, or, like, something negative is there because we're talking about like just a farmer walking his sheep through there i can't imagine he would have thought anything bad was gonna happen to him well this is interesting and it's gonna make me go research when we get off of here is there's also like there's a bridge in what is it's either in and these places are not close together so it just realizes how my brain works Canada or Scotland? I'm not sure which. <laughs> but there's a bridge. Are you a, are you a vegan or a witch? <laughs> so yes. <laughs> but these dogs commit suicide off this bridge. Have y'all ever seen anything about that? that? That's in Scotland. Okay, so I didn't know if it was a like a Scotty dog or something that I yeah, saw. Yeah, it, it's an old bridge. It's definitely in England somewhere, or, or like the UK, like Scotland or Ireland or somewhere like that. Okay, you know, I really, I need, I need a, a personal promise from you guys. If y'all hear tomorrow that I'm killed, come to my office and get all of these little post-it notes that, that say things like "dog suicide bridge." <laughs> We'll clear your history for you, sister. Yes, please, because you know it's bad enough screenshots and stuff I have in my phone, but I mean I have literal envelopes full of post-it notes from when we're talking that yeah, I go back through, and that's how I get a lot of the ideas for you know shows. And stuff. Well, that's what I'm sitting here thinking is I wonder if that's a leyline thing too. Mm -hmm. That um, there, so there's there's logical and illogical theories about that bridge one of them is the construction of the bridge itself like the shape of it yeah. like it's deceptively high it, the the way it looks from certain angles that like a dog would be at it looks like maybe you could jump over the bridge and land like uh, on the bank or something mm -hmm. so maybe it's accidental but I don't believe that because it's it's literally it's, we're it's talking too many. It's too many. Yeah, it's like thousands of dogs that have jumped over over that bridge. God, I've, I've, Scotland's on my bucket list too, but I can't take my dog now. Well, no, we keep it on a leash. Yeah. We just need yeah. to bring that up to. Um, if you think it's in Scotland, let's just ask Martin about it. Oh, that's true. Ooh, yeah, that's he, true. I thought back... it was in Canada. I don't know why. Hang on, we'll we'll see. 
I'll talk. I'm sure this won't matter because I already have somebody assigned to my case. <laughs> Suicide Dog Bridge. <laughs> Northern Scotland. Okay. okay. So, where did Mar I get Canada from? Martin's back on next month, I think. Yeah, I think oh, on the cool. 4th, if I'm not mistaken. So, so, what's up for next week? Next week, we have da, 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 Samhain. Awesome. So, yes, we need some good spooky music for next week. I'll see Sorry. what I can do. <laughs> yeah, unless you want to do something original, Scary Boy. I can see. I can see <laughs> what's going on. Yes. That would be fine. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes, Hollowman's, Hollowman's Road. Okay. She lives in Texas. So. Who, who lives in Texas? Landa. Landa. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. See, we're going to have to have a, 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 a if, if we ever get, you know, something that we can do calls and stuff, we're going to have to have like a call in night where people can tell us about the freaky stuff in their area. I know, right? Yes. That'd be awesome. Yes, actually. it would. I think that that would be like a, dope. what's that show called? Coast to Coast? Yeah. 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 Had, that guy's been doing that forever, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the original guy that was doing it died, didn't he? Well, I had no idea. I can't remember his name, but I used to have like MP3s of him, you know, talking about. Was it, was it Bell? Was that the one? Art Bell. Yeah. And then George Norrie. Okay. Art Bell's the one I'm thinking of because, like I said, I used to have just clips of some of his shows that I had saved for but like. What you run the risk of is like somebody saying they want to talk about something, uh -huh. then they call in and just go off the deep end talking about like no things that are not. We PR. had to masturbate one night. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Do you were you on that call? No. This was like at the. It, it was probably March. April 2020, we were doing a live show. This is when we had Podbean, and this was when we were kind of testing out doing a podcast. But we were taking live calls on Podbean. And this guy called in, and it was me, it was um, Nikid, and I want to say maybe Michelle. <laughs> and Nikid sends me a text message, and she's like, "Do you hear this?" <laughs> So, no, yeah. I, and, I, I mean, we just felt I mean, it was. We decided we weren't doing any more live shows. I think you just have to. Um, Screw. Which I think we do good with like everybody that joins us on Friday night. Just yeah. like yeah. how you can share the comments and stuff. Yes. But it would be cool to talk to people. Like I think you'd have a lot more positive than negative. You just have to be prepared. Like one with. Um, I'm just being silly, Linda. With the the finger on their trigger, ready to like kick somebody out of the call. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we could do that. Because it only takes. A few It'll be seconds. like the gong show. You know, all of us standing there. Because because they don't. I mean, coast to coast don't care what you talk about, but they're not going to let you be racist or anything like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, that's it. Well, guys, and we have totally gone over now. Well, we're right <laughs> at 59, aren't we? We're at 59. 59. Oh, that's right. We were a couple of minutes late. I forgot. Yay. So, yeah, no, uh, I agree. Like I said, you know, you uh, you just have to be ready to cut people off that are getting 
ridiculous. You know, if they're masturbating and stuff. Well, I think I think that format would be cool, though. I'll yeah. say that. I think for this show especially. Yeah. 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 Get somebody call call in like about places we've never heard of, like because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's a lot of local stuff that you just never hear about unless you go to right. these places. You know, I went to look for Har- uh, Haunted Harlan that you had told me about. Yeah. And one, it's out of print, but there are about 50 books about strange things in Harlan. Oh, yeah. That are available out there. So so. It's one of the most surreal places you can go to. It's There's a weird feeling in Harlan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's probably we one need of those. To get us a ley line map. And then we need to, we need someone who's smart that can adjust it according to how the ley lines have moved. <laughs> we never hear your babies. Can you hear that? Yes. I mean, he must see somebody outside. I say, because yeah, mine acts up occasionally and Boo acts up occasionally, but yours would never act up. Uh-uh. Yeah, well, I mean, normally Rachel's downstairs and she's not tonight. So oh, okay. he, he's he's at watching out the porthole. He's he's on, <laughs> he's on duty. Whenever yeah. whenever I'm not downstairs, whenever there's nobody downstairs, he sits uh-huh. on the landing and looks out into the street, mm-hmm. and anything he sees, he starts going crazy. Yeah. Hey, good boy. Boo, good boy. Boo does that sometimes, but he's got that little bitty bark. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's as big as Mayhem is, but he's not. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever have I ever told you guys that Remy's mute. No. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, um, if he, the only time he'll ever bark is if he's in the backyard by himself and someone strange walks like around the pond, mm-hmm. but somebody could kick down the front door and he'd never bark. Wow. But I'll tell you, um, cause he's a shepherd, right? He has a lot of shepherd in him, but he's got a lot of like, he has Alaskan Inuit dog. Um, Malamute, and I think there was just like a, a touch of husky, but he's as big as a great dane. Well, I was gonna say he's a big boy. Yeah. Well, Mayhem, he's not as big as, as Ruby is, but you know, he's about 120 pounds. And he, when we were living, um, out in the country, he had, um, I guess he heard or saw something over at the neighbor's house and he jumped the fence and we got to looking for him later and he just came running. Well, this is when he was young and he was almost pure black. So he just blended right into the shadows. And the next day the neighbor came over and she said that, um, which and keep in mind, he never barked, never barked. He's just like a shadow. And she said that someone had tried to break into her shed, which, you know, she had a tool shed out in her backyard and he had seen it. And chased them off, but he never barked. And then we had um, a bunch of coyotes, like a little pack of coyotes in the neighborhood. And he, him and his mom, this was when his mom was still alive, but she was, she was a big girl too. She wasn't, she was probably about a hundred pounds. And, um, which there, we don't know what, these were dogs I rescued. She was pregnant with him. That's a whole nother story, but they're very big for German shepherds. Anyway, neither one of them barked. They just watched those coyotes. You know. So there's um like some of the some of the breeds that make up Remy's biology are very close to wolves. And wolves don't really bark like that, no. like to alert. Yeah. Um and also very common in the south. 
are hybrids. Mm-hmm. And when Gage was going through training, when I lived in London, um, there was an FBI outpost, and the pe- the people that trained the FBI dogs there also trained civilian dogs. So Gage went to obedience training there. And whenever, so there was like three weeks where you couldn't see your dog. And then you came and did three weeks of training with them still there where you're handling them. And when I was doing that part, one of the dogs being trained was a wolf hybrid. And wolf hybrids even bigger than a great name. Like a, they're huge. They're huge. Like a full blown wolf is massive, but even a hybrid, when even when it's crossed with a husky, is massive. Um, scariest dog I've ever seen in my life. It had uh, it was pitch black, like what you're talking about. Massive, like bigger than a Great Dane, and it had one white eye and one yellow eye. Ooh. And when the trainer, they'd made this dog so like insanely um, aggressive that even when the trainer went to like reach out and pet the dog, it'd try to eat him up. Nobody mm. could even hold its hand out to the dog unless it was the owner. And they made it this way to roam like a 600 acre farm to take out predators pretty much like people that was, that was killing um livestock like chickens and stuff like that so it was hunting foxes and coyotes and probably that, wolves that's scary though it was a scary dog <laughs> well it's it's something i've only met one dog that that i was worried about and that was um it was a military working dog that, like I said, you could see it in the eyes. You, it, it was sizing up, was I a threat? And that's, like I said, that's the only dog I've ever been worried about. Not that I'm a threat, but that, I mean, that he was so smart. That's what he was thinking. And it wasn't a, oh, is she going to give me a cookie? It was, am I going to have to rip her throat out? Well, and I'm a firm believer the dogs are just like humans in the fact that, you know, every now and again, a serial killer is born. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I I love dogs to death. Dogs love me. But I've met some dogs that they were just born ready to rip your throat out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, like, as soon as they're past the puppy phase, they're ready to to kill something. Yeah. Well, that's um mine, like I said, that... I trust my dog's judgment better than I trust my judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, but if my dog does not like you, I'm going to watch you because, you know, they're going on pure instinct. But um, when I was about eight or nine, my aunt had a chow. Meanest damn dog under the sun. Like I said, you know, they had to keep it, you know, locked up in a pen when anybody was there because it just went ballistic. Well, she'd opened the back door to let the trash out. And I was sitting in the living room on the floor watching TV. And it just ran in and bit the crap out of me in my back. To this day, I don't like a chow. And it's all from that incident. But that's the only one I've ever had do me that way. You that know? happened to me, except it was a Great Pyrenees. Mm-hmm. 
And I was riding a four-wheeler down a country road, gravel road, slowly, because you don't go very fast on gravels unless mm-hmm. you're having fun. Yep. And <laughs> you were not. <laughs> and I was not having fun. <laughs> I was cruising. And it was like a, a woods lawn next to me with bushes. And this Pyrenees, probably 15 yards ahead of me, busts out of the woods lawn. I mean, like explodes, like leaves and branches go everywhere. And that dog came this close to knocking me off that four-wheeler. They're Um, big dogs. They're huge. Mm -hmm. And this one was not nice at all. He was he was ready to to kill something. Take Tully out. Well, they're Landa, guardians of their flock or whatever yes. it is, their garden. Right. Landa, I have a Chawini rescue that's about five months old. If she were the size of a Great Dane, she would hurt somebody. She thinks she's that size. She well, likes, you know, certain people, and that is it. <laughs> Chris Vandalay's mom has like five chihuahuas, and uh, every time I go over there, they're just everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like like little hoppy things, like frogs. I just and chihuahuas. I'm just not crazy about frogs <laughs> with teeth. That's right, <laughs> arts with teeth. Now you know. Now you know. Yeah, uh, like I said, she's great, but she is. She's starting to show that chihuahua personality. Well, they get a, They call them like the stalkers of the dog world. Right. They'll fixate on one family member. Well, see, right her. now, she's got her permanent canines coming in, but she hasn't gotten rid of the baby canines. So she's got double sets of top and bottom teeth, and she looks like a little monster. It and I'm like, that is just weird. <laughs> so. It's a no for me. Yeah. Yeah. Hard yeah. So, mm. all right, guys. Let's call it a night. All right. We've enjoyed Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. yes. Anytime. And anytime. we're getting dangerously close to the free session. Yes. Less than two months away. That's right. Where That's we right. get to just talk to everybody that wants to talk to us and mm-hmm. talk about the next year. Yep. Yes. Yep. That That's right. Our, the, the Weird Realities anniversary is next 1031. Week. So. Yes. Yes, that's awesome. Three years. Well, two years. Well, but two full season. Yeah. Starting our third year. Yep. So, yep. Hey, We've got still- exciting new things. Um, Bethany Stutzman's joining our weird team. And we've been talking about doing the radio stuff. So, if we do radio, we get call in. That'll be awesome for this show. Yep. Landa can call in and <laughs> talk about some of this stuff. <laughs> that's right. She can tell us about the haunted road by her house. That's right. That's it. That'll be great. So yeah, we do. We've got a lot of things in the works. So we'll let you know as they come up. And guys, until next time, stay weird. Night, guys.